This is People Every Day. Coming up, I talk Super Bowl plans and basketball beefs with Shaquille O'Neal. So if I say you're not great, don't get mad and whine like a little girl. Show me that you're great. Plus, remembering actor Christopher Plummer, Trump versus the Screen Actors Guild, and the best-nominated shows and films to binge this weekend. It's February 5th. Hi, beautiful people. This is People Every Day, presented by Macy's, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. Happy Friday. You made it through the week. We made it through our first week. (laughs) All is well. Uh, Later in the show, I sit down with Shaq to talk about what he's got going on for the Super Bowl this weekend, and I remind him about the time he levitated my son, so stay tuned for that. But first, what's buzzing about in entertainment? Today brought the sad news that veteran actor Christopher Plummer has died at the age of 91. Plummer was known and loved the world over for his roles like Captain Von Trapp in 1965's The Sound of Music. Max, don't you ever say that again. Or more recently, Hal in The Beginners, a role that won him an Oscar in 2012. You you want to be in a relationship and you can't stand one. For me, it was him playing the ill-fated patriarch in Knives Out. Your mom is still undocumented. And if this is your fault, she'll be found out and at best deported and your family will be broken. Uh, He just had this rich, elegant, foreboding presence whenever he took the screen and and he will be so sorely missed. Uh, On another much lesser note, I, I want to quickly get into something else that's been on my timeline that is just much ado about nothing, okay? There's this Rumor bubbling up that reality star Madison LaCroix of the show Southern Charm and A-Rod had some sort of entanglement last year, a rumor that we now know is all types of false. Uh, A-Rod makes it plain, saying he has never even met the woman, and and Madison, who you may know for also being linked to Kristen Cavallari's husband, Jay Cutler, has even spoken out now saying there was and is nothing there and that they're both innocent in this, so... That's that. Move along, folks. (laughs) Nothing to see here. That's that. I'm joined now by People's Entertainment Editor, Mary Green, to talk about all the things we should be seeing this weekend. Thanks to the new Screen Actors Guild Award nominations, laying out all the best of the best that's out there in movies and TV. Ain't that right, Mary? Absolutely. It's good to join you. Yay! I'm so glad to have you. So before we get into what to watch and binge, let's talk a little bit about this showdown between Mr. Trump and the Screen Actors Guild. I, I saw this this letter come, and this was kind of one of the first things I'd really uh, noticed ever since the inauguration that he had done or said. Uh, and it was kind of coming at the Screen Actors Guild. So can, can you break down uh, what their entanglement is right now? <laughs> yes. So apparently there is going to be a hearing with a disciplinary committee for the Screen Actors Guild. And to be honest, I would guess that 99.9% of the general public had no idea that Donald Trump was actually a member of the Screen Actors Guild. (laughs) (laughs) So this is probably the, that is actually the breaking news in this, is that Donald Trump used to be a member of the Screen Actors Guild. You know, he he made sure in his note to them that he noted all of his different appearances, including Home Alone 2, which they, I believe they're trying to get his scene cut from. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, The Apprentice, uh, you know, very successful show. Janine, you also left out Zoolander and oh. Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. Yes. 
So all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually liked him as a cameo star. I I kind of wanted to leave it there, but yeah. So so they were about to essentially fire him. And he says, you can't fire me. I quit, essentially. Is that, is that how it worked with this letter? Exactly. So he dropped his membership in the guild and the guild aptly just said, thank you. So one less hearing he needs to worry about. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the SAG Awards. And, and, and this award show is one that I think really aligns with the Oscars, right? Like every year they they kind of just get it right. They have a great track record for figuring out like what's going to take the top awards. And we just got these nominations out. Um, so so tell me who they are saying are going to just be the, the top stars and the top films and tell us so we can figure out what to watch this weekend. I mean, all of these streaming services, they're the ones who have all the the nominations, right? Exactly. Netflix in particular, you have Ma Rainey. That is powered by an incredible performance by Viola Davis. And of course, Chadwick Boseman, who received four SAG nominations yesterday. Wow. I would recommend to everyone that, that they watch him in both Ma Rainey and also The Five Bloods. Uh, another Netflix film. Yes, and so the the Five Bloods made it to SAG, but they were snubbed from Golden Globes, right? Absolutely. Now, the reason why SAG matters so much more is the actors actually are the largest part of the voting block with the Academy. Mm. So uh, the Golden Globes are nice and, and they definitely kick off award season, but for anyone interested uh, in getting ahead in their their Osco Osco their their Oscar <laughs> <laughs> scorecard, it's Friday. Exactly, <laughs> we've been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I would definitely pay close attention and and watch as many of those films as possible. Okay, so Ma Rainey is one that's definitely on my list for this weekend. What's another one? Nomadland. This is really a, another tour de force performance by Frances McDormand. And the title is actually perfect for it because you're literally watching Frances McDormand go from place to place in the United States while she performs odd jobs, basically in order to live out of her car, out of a, a little van. Oh, wow. It's just an incredible look at a part of America that most of us don't know. What about some of the um, the shows? Because I, I saw that Bridgerton got SAG nominations. It did. And there's part of me... thoughts on Bridgerton? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I loved it. <laughs> I did too. Okay, yay. <laughs> I thought it was a blast. And let's be honest, who doesn't want Roger at their award ceremony? I know that I am looking forward to seeing him in a tux <laughs> if he wears one from home. Oh, my goodness. Talk a little bit about, because this is one I haven't seen and I don't know much about, Minari. Yes. Minari is also a film you you might hear more about because of some of the controversy. Not because of the film itself, but uh, in the way that the different award shows are including it or not including it. Minari is the story of a Korean-American family. Uh, the parents immigrate to the United States and settle in the Midwest and raise their family. And so 
It's actually an American financed film starring American actors. But for the Golden Globes, because the family, since they're immigrants, they speak Korean, it's they nominated it for foreign language film, which meant that it was not eligible for the top award. But SAG turned that on its head and said, like, this is a great film. We're going to. Exactly. And they honored two of the actors as well as the entire cast. So there's a good chance, we're hoping, that we'll also see them uh, come Oscar nomination time. So that one, that one's on my list now. And then I want to get into an actress nominee that, well, one, is just mind-blowing because she's 12 years old. Helena Zingle, right, from News of the World, who uh, plays opposite Tom Hanks. And is basically hitching up a wagon with him for about two and a half hours <laughs> in like post Civil War era uh, America. We got to talk to her a little bit, and like I'm seeing now, of course, she's nominated for both the Golden Globe and the SAG Award. So let's listen to a little bit of what she had to tell us about working with Tom. Before the movie started, I didn't know anything about him, probably. Like, I heard about him, but I, like, did not quite know so much about him. But then, after all, when I knew I got the role, I sure knew him. What were some of the the movies you watched to kind of get a sense of who Tom Hanks was on screen? Um, Forrest Gump, Forrest um, Gump. <laughs> Castaway, and The Terminal was like before the movie started and then while and after the movie I watched much more. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Forrest Gump is a good starting point for anyone. <laughs> yeah, it really is. What's a, a piece of advice he gave you? Like he, he's, he's one of the legends. So is there anything that he told you, you know, in between takes like this, this is going to get you there? Um... Well, I mean, sure, he gave me lots of advices, but the one advice he gives, like, kind of everybody and everything is show up on time, know your lines and be kind to everybody, which I think is a great advice because just like the three true things you need to do to get a superstar, probably. Can you imagine, like, getting cast in a role and they're like, it's Tom Hanks and you're like, who? (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely impossible to believe, but she is incredibly charming, isn't she? She's so sweet. So that that is going on my recommendation list. One of the other films I highly recommend for anyone who has Amazon is One Night in Miami. Yes, Regina King directed, right? Not directed, but produced. She directed. Directed, yes, directed. It's amazing. Right now, it's hard to imagine anyone uh, more at the top of their Hollywood game than Regina King. She's just a tour de force. This is her directorial debut. And it's a fictional account of one night where four very prominent civil rights activists um, and iconic figures in our in our culture get together and discuss the events of the day and life in America. Uh, And those four people are Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and the great running back, Jim Brown. And Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance alone is worth watching. Ooh, that's your list, guys. That is your list. So you you have some work to do, and it's going to be very entertaining. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was a blast. And congratulations on your first big week. Woohoo! One week down. Thanks so much. (laughs) Next up, I talked to Shaquille O'Neal about the Super Bowl, basketball, you know, his wheelhouse. 
<laughs> Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's about the biggest, busiest former basketball star in the world. Shaquille O'Neal, or, you know, the one-syllable Shaq, as he is best known, is taking on football this upcoming weekend. No, he is not playing. Uh, make that clear. His knees would not allow that. But he is hosting the Shaq Bowl, which is going to air right before the big game. Here to tell us all about that and everything else he has going on. Shaq, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm really, really good. It's so great to be speaking with you. And I have to tell you, first and foremost, that I met you a few years back and it was amazing. It was the day before you were going to get inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And you had come to the Sports Illustrated offices and we, I was outside. You were waiting on your car and I look over and my son, Reese, he was a little at the time and he was in his stroller <laughs> and you literally picked up the whole stroller to say hi to him. <laughs> and I'm sitting, you remember that? I do remember that. I'm, I'm on the phone with my husband. I'm like, I have to go. Shaq has Reese. <laughs> look, look at this. I, I literally printed this out so you can see this. <laughs> I, I do remember, yeah. I remember that. Thank you so much for that. It is still just one of the highlights that we have. <laughs> so tell me all about Super Bowl, which is coming up this Sunday. You're going to be busy. You've teamed up with Mercari to create Shaq Bowl. So can you explain like what Shaq Bowl is and, and how it's going to get people excited for the game? Shaq Bowl is the ultimate Super Bowl kickoff show. It's going to be happening live right before the big game, Sunday, February 7th, 3 to 6. Great to have Mercari as a presenting sponsor. Also got to shout out Papa John's and Corona and Pepsi because everyone's going to be at home this year. So I said, you know, let's do something that's fun and entertaining for the people. So I recruited a crazy lineup with a bunch of my close friends. Shaq Bowl is going to feature athletes, celebrities, superstar artists across two teams competing in fun and viral challenges to win the Shaq Bowl trophy. Plus, I got my good friends Terrell Owens and Chad Ocho Cinco hosting with me. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we're building the custom Shaq Bowl Stadium about 10 minutes from the Super Bowl. Everything is live. And I've got to say on record, we're going through very strict COVID testing and procedures. There will be no live audience. But millions of people can watch at home or uh, either on Facebook or at shackbowl.com and all my social channels. Oh, okay. Well, that, that is going to be fun. Tell me about the halftime show. How are you going to be involved in that with Pepsi? Well, you know, I'm a big DJ. I got a lot of musical artists. I'm going to announce all the musical artists at a later time. Trust me, y'all know Shaq know how to throw Super Bowl parties. Okay. <laughs> 
Put it this way, if there's a top 10 list of artists, I got the top three. Boom. Where are you going to be? How comfortable do you feel? What's going on? I'll probably be in the suite. Sweet. I'll sit in the suite with my good friend, Michael Rubin, owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. This is a storyline I haven't seen in the Super Bowl in a long time. You got the whole king who's been ruling the kingdom for many years. And then you got a young prince that says, you know what? This is my time. So uh, I would like to see Tampa win because, you know, look, Tom Brady, Tim Super Bowl's legend. But I also like to see people compete. Shaq is throwing his gauntlet down for Tampa. Okay, good to hear that. Okay, back to basketball. We, we've seen you transition from one of the all-time great players, of course, to one of the best-known analysts with Emmy Award winning inside the NBA. And you are very vocal about player performances, very vocal, um, good and bad. Are you surprised by the reactions at all? And, and who's someone you think actually takes it well? Well, I don't really care about the reactions. Two, most of the time what I do to young players is I test their temperature. Mm. I'll say certain things just to see, just to get a reaction, just to see who's tough or not. Second of all, I have G14 classification to talk about any level of the game. <laughs> Third of all, it's never personal. Fourth of all, it's called constructive criticism. So I can care less what people say. And lastly, I try to speak from facts. I don't just be bashing people. Like people say, oh, you hate and hate on what? There's, there's only two people that have done close to what I've done. So why would I hate? So when I say something that may sound harsh, you should listen to the message and not really listen to how I'm saying it. So if I say you're not great, don't get mad and whine like a little girl. Show me that you're great. Make me shut up. I want to shut up. But it's also as a leader, you got to poke the bear sometimes. You see, see what I'm saying? My father used to tell me all the time, I know it's good. He used to say, oh, you ain't great yet. So a lot of times when I say something negative, I want you to use it as motivation. Don't take it personal and get on your Instagram and cry and whine. I see it. I see it. The tough love. I will say, though, some of these girls out here, they're not crying and whining. They're going toe to toe with y'all. <laughs> and this is the only way I know how to lead. This is the only way I know how to get my guys to bring them to championship level. Some players take it personal, and, and, but look, I don't really care. But remember, does Shaq have a G14 classification say what he's saying about basketball? The answer is yes. And you know that. If you don't know it, Google me. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> Last bit. I know you have to get out of here. You're a very busy man. One of the busiest. Rapid fire because you've done it all. Actor, rapper, wrestler. I mean, all of it. I want to know if you could tell me a current player in the NBA that's the best at. And you can imagine this if they aren't actually doing it. Best rapper in the NBA. Oh, probably Dane. Best actor in the NBA. Probably LeBron. Best future analyst. Draymond Green was really good. Mm -hmm. Best future wrestler. <laughs> oh, the dude, Stephen Adams. <laughs> Best businessman. Kevin Durant has been doing some, some nice, silent, quiet things in uh, Silicon Valley. And then best dancer. I'm probably to give that to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, okay. For a big guy, he has a lot of moves. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much. I'm so excited for Super Bowl and just to see everything you have going. I wish I had a ticket to a Shaq Super Bowl party. I'll tell you that right now. And I'll tell the baby Uncle Shaq say hello. I will, I will. <laughs> That was the one and only Shaq. For more on his hot takes, head over to people.com. And now something special before you head into your big game weekend. Beloved People Food Editor Shay Spence shares a quick recipe to make your quarantine game day extra tasty. Listen up and take notes. Hello, my dear friend Janine, and hello, People Everyday podcast listeners. So first of all, we are not throwing big parties this year, and that is sad, but we're still going to eat whatever we want, like 
They can't take that away from us, okay? Right now, it is very important to support your local restaurants if we can. Uh, I like to do a little mix and match. Maybe order a big pizza from your favorite pizza joint and then make one thing yourself. I am going to make these honey garlic chicken wings. Now, this recipe comes from Khalees. She is perhaps best known as the singer whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, but she's also a fantastic chef. We ran this recipe in the magazine and it is so good. First, you're just going to pat your wings completely dry. This is crucial to get a crispy skin, seasoned with salt, pepper, and granulated garlic. Then you put them on a parchment-lined baking sheet, skin side down. We are going to bake these, not fry them. So they're really easy and actually a little healthier, and they don't need any extra oil because the fat is in the skin already. Bake them at 450 degrees for 40 to 45 minutes, flipping halfway through. They will come out sizzling and crispy, and we are going to toss them immediately in a sauce that is just honey, hot sauce, salted butter, soy sauce and Dijon mustard melted together. It's spicy. It's sweet. It's a little tangy. Just that perfect balance. So the full recipe is on people.com. They're truly some of the best wings I've ever had. I would not lie to y'all. Happy Super Bowl, everyone. Please have fun. Be safe. And as a 16-year-old Taylor Swift once sang, stay beautiful. That sounds so good. That's all for today. Talk to you next week. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Maureen Malarkey and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew and Mike Casarelli. People's executive producers are David Blumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikader, Will Lee, Dan Wakeford, Wendy Noggle, Kelly Murphy, Marnie Perez, Julie Farron, Julian Weller, and the incredible staff at People and iHeartMedia. Media.